BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. As always, this is our Tuesday morning waiver wire show here on the program. We are heading into week 13. This is the first week of the playoffs and high stakes formats. So if you play on uh, the FFPC, you are going to be in your league playoff in your 12 team home leagues. You should have two more weeks left of the regular season. So it should be week 13. Week 14 as the regular season. I know that some formats in home leagues, I I believe ESPN functions this way where there are two-week playoffs. You could be starting the playoffs in some home leagues right now. And that's pretty important. You know, as the playoffs start, as teams are out of it, your competition on the waiver wire is definitely going to slow down. So that changes the way that you do bids. But your competition around the edges is going to be greater. The best kickers, the best streaming defenses and quarterbacks, you're definitely going to have more competition. And you might uh, you might be getting blocked by some of your league mates, or maybe you need to be blocking some of your league mates. That's definitely something to take a look at. So for example, you're in the FFPC playoffs right now. Maybe you're going against a Lamar Jackson team and they need a quarterback. Maybe you're going against uh, a Devontae Adams team and they might... Maybe they want Greg Dorch or something like that. You know, they need some kind of streaming setup. So definitely just take a look at your matchups for the leagues that you were doing waivers for. Um, Also, just a reminder, if you are in uh, the high-stakes formats, and this actually works for home leagues as well, it's always kind of helpful in those spots, especially if waiver moves get limited or stop at a certain point. Make sure you've got a backup quarterback, a backup tight end, and a backup kicker. You do not want to be Week 16 playing for a million dollars, Justin Tucker hurts his hamstring, you don't have a kicker for the playoff round. I mean, these are these are small edge cases, but definitely, I think, something to pay attention to. Now let's get into our quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end ads this week. Uh, beginning at quarterback, I'm actually, I'm going to pass on Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy into the one-week performance. I, I don't think that Kenny Pickett is going to come out Toss the ball around the yard. I think that the Steelers, they, I mean, definitely they did get kind of lucky against the Bengals to break that streak. And I think that I, ideally the team, they prefer to run the ball. Let's just be honest. They do prefer to run the ball. These are the guys I like a little bit more than Mr. Pickett. Gardner Minshew, he gets that pass funnel spot against the Titans. He also throws two two really good wide receivers. I think it's going to be a little bit harder for the Colts to run against the Titans than it will be for them to pass. I think Stafford is just about equivalent to Kenny Pickett against the Browns. Uh, they have multiple defensive injuries and you know Kyron Williams catching those screen passes. Like Stafford, Stafford actually has been he's just been good this year. 
when he's been healthy, gets to throw to Cup and Nakua. Maybe maybe we see Cooper Cup be a little bit more healthy this week. He looked pretty bad to me last week. I don't love the injuries to Chris Alave and Rashid Jaheed, who are going to factor in pretty prominently to the waiver wire stuff this week for Derek Carr, but he's got this awesome matchup against the Lions, the Dome game. You know, A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden, sort of interesting. And then my uh, my from my from the gut call this week is Will Levis. He had 17 rushing touchdowns in college. He's hardly ran at all in the NFL, but he gets this matchup against the Colts, who play way up in pace. The Colts have been, I, I think they were the number one. Now I think they are the number two team in uh totals of their games going over the expected points so going over the Vegas expected points I, I'm and I'm also adding Levis as a second quarterback on you know uh, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes teams like I I do think there's just a chance that at some point the reins kind of come off and Levis starts running and tossing the ball deep and he becomes a guy you want in fantasy football Moving to running back, number one recommendation for me is actually going to be Royce Freeman over some of these other guys. Well, I guess I'm assuming that Roshan Johnson is owned in your league. If Roshan Johnson is not owned in your league, he is the number one waiver wire ad of the entire week. But Royce Freeman, he alternated drives with Kyron Williams the same way that he alternated drives with Daryl Henderson. He also, uh, Kyle Dvorak tweeted this, he's number one in the NFL in next-gen stats, rushing yards over expected per rush. I don't really think that means anything, but there definitely are worse running back to stashes and starts than Freeman right now. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., if Devin A. Chain misses again, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is a fine running back to flex start against the Commanders. If A. Chain comes back, whatever, Jeff Wilson Jr. is just a stash, but you're going to get, you know, eight to 10 rushes, one or two targets, a decent chance of a touchdown against the Commanders. I mentioned Dearness Johnson on this program. Every single week, uh, the coaching staff is monitoring ETN's workload, and uh, I mean, ETN is averaging 3.3 yards per carry over his last, uh, I believe, over the last month and a half of the season. ETN, uh, he's also gone to the tent twice in the last month now. Last week, he went in for a chest injury, but he's just a clear running back to any spot where ETN misses. Dearness Johnson is going to project for 15 or more touches. Uh, Zach Moss, back to being in a timeshare with Jonathan Taylor. Definitely add him. I just assume he's owned in all of your guys' leagues, but if he's been dropped, make sure to pick him up. Samaj Pirine, uh, He's a great ad for a couple reasons. The first is Javante Williams went to the tent last week, came back, got 18 carries. It was his first game with less than 75% of the carries since the team got back from their bye. But more importantly, Jaleel McLaughlin only played two snaps in that game, so the Broncos' backfield could be turning back into a two-man backfield, in which case, I mean, Pirine would actually probably be startable if they were only playing two guys. Moving to wide receiver, not gonna spend a ton of time talking about Curtis Samuel. You guys, you guys know the deal. I mean, Curtis Samuel, uh, he is who he is. Like, if the commanders are throwing 48 passes in a game, sometime he's gonna catch eight, and you're going to feel all right about that. But the clear number one wide receiver ad, in my opinion, is gonna be Greg Dorch because Zach Pascal returned from his injury last week and Dorch's target share and route share was not affected. They just played 
all three guys. Maybe more importantly, Rondell Moore like basically doesn't exist when Greg Dorch is on the field. Uh, Dorch has 17 targets the last two games. Rondell Moore has four. And I think that if Wilson, this is really the big question, what happens when Michael Wilson comes back from that injury? Does Rondell go to the bench? Does Michael Wilson stay on the bench? Does Greg Dorch rotate in for all three guys? You know, we, we see this with the Texans where, so Noah Brown's going to come back, but there's still going to be enough kind of quote-unquote meat on the bone for Robert Woods to see 50, 60, 65% of the routes. Could that happen with the Cardinals where they've got four guys who are playing 75% of the routes? I certainly think that is possible. I'm really trying to add Greg Dorch. I think you can spend 30 40% of your remaining fab on him. Justin Watson. Uh, Watson played 63% of the routes last week. Now, granted, not a ton of targets. Uh, he uh, he did score a touchdown last week. I think Justin Watson and Sky Moore are both kind of fantasy viable with Kadarius Toney out. You know, Tony taking away those 15 routes per game, whatever, not that important. But Tony gets targeted when he's on the field on a pretty high rate. So if you move, you know, two of those targets to Sky, three of them to Watson, then you're kind of getting into a spot where they're both kind of low-end wide receiver starters. A.T. Perry and Lynn Bowden are going to be these huge beneficiaries. I don't think Alave is going to play with this concussion. It's already been reported that Rashid Shahid is very unlikely to play in Week 13, so the three wide receiver set without any of their starting wide receivers will be A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden, and uh, Keith Kirkwood. Pretty familiar with Keith Kirkwood's work. Now, I do want to just like really shout out Lynn Bowden, who has not been a good NFL player. He has not played since 2020 in the NFL. He has no NFL touchdowns. But this dude was an absolute baller at Kentucky. He had 19 touchdowns. They team converted him into kind of like a, a wildcat quarterback type guy. He was like a running back, wide receiver quarterback he had 114 receptions like just like a talented football player and I I like the idea of adding him for a buck this week and just kind of seeing what happens Cedric Tillman big beneficiary of Amari Cooper if if Cooper doesn't play with the rib injury Tillman will have that down the field role not sure you want to be starting a wide receiver with Dorian Thompson Robinson or Joe Flacco Jalen Hyatt was awesome last week Season high, twenty five percent target share, five for one oh nine. You know, uh, maybe if maybe if Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, kind of comes back, maybe that's good for him. I don't know, or maybe Devito can kind of play. Devito now is, uh, you know, they they won two games in a row, so you know maybe Devito is a little bit better than we thought. And then the final guy I want to mention is Tyquan Thornton. Don't think that Demario Douglas is going to be playing next week. He uh, was listed with a. Uh, concussion. He he had to leave the Patriots game. I don't, I'm not going to debase myself and talk about Juju Smith-Schuster or Devontae Parker, but Thornton was pretty interesting last year, like a real spark plug type of guy. He almost set the NFL record. He almost broke John Ross's record for 40-yard dash at the Combine, depending. It, it does actually depend on like what quote-unquote uh, time you use, but I'm going to be adding Tyquan Thornton for a buck a bunch this week. Tight ends, Fryermuth, any kind of tight end premium format, just ship it, whatever you've got, rest for him. He had a 34% target share last week and uh, ran 48% of the available slot routes for the Steelers. Just like any tight end with 11 target ceiling on a given week, you got to add him. Juwan Johnson, again, with both Alave and Shahid out. 
feels like he's probably going to run 60 to 75% of the routes for the Saints at any given point. Those are the guys that you want this week. Kate Otten, Gerald Everett, you know, whatever. These guys, that's your weekly, like, totally whatever tight end update. Uh, Gerald Everett did run a route on 57% of Justin Herbert's dropbacks last week. We'll see if Josh Palmer is activated or not. Greg Dulcich apparently can be reactivated from injured reserve again. You know, whatever. Greg Dulcich, you, you guys know what the deal is there. Not not wanting to start a ton of Broncos pass catchers. Probably the most interesting name is Tucker Craft. He was a straight-up every-down player without Luke Musgrave in. So Josiah Deguerra also didn't play in that game. There's maybe a little bit of thought that Deguerra would come back and steal some of those snaps away. But the way the Packers have used Josiah Deguerra has been as like an H-back style guy, I, I think it would just be Tucker Craft. So you might be able to add a tight end with a legit... 90% route share for like a buck this week. I And I think he would rank as a starter, you know, uh, kind of, I mean, really just however you were playing Musgrave, that's Tucker Craft, honestly, at this point. So that is a look at the waiver wire this week. Hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. Good luck in your fantasy football playoffs. And I will be back Thursday morning with Jacob. See you guys later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 